What's up, family? It's your man, Mo Morris, the one-man army, and welcome to Hood Radio. Ah! It's your man, Mo Morris, the one-man army. What's up? It's your man, Mo Morris, the one-man army. What's up? It's your man, Mo Morris, the one-man army. What's up? If you ask me how I do, I'm going to tell you I'm winning just like you. If you ask me how I do, I'm going to tell you I'm winning just like you. And if you ask me how I do, I'm going to tell you I'm winning just like you. Because we winning, family. We winning. We winning, family. You know, hood stands for honoring our own dreams, family. Hood stands for honoring our own dreams, family. Hood stands for honoring our own dreams, family. What's up, family? It's your man, Mo Morris, the one-man army, and I'm in the building. And you already know what I'm here to do. I'm here to represent you, family. I'm here to speak to you, family. See, I was thinking about it today. I can't be counseled because they can't counsel me. I don't even believe in that garbage. But they can't counsel me because I ain't talking to the same people they talking to. They don't even care about my audience. They don't give a damn about the hood. So they can't even look at me and be like, man, you over here speaking out of line. You know, we got to get rid of you now, dog, because you don't even give a damn about who I'm talking to. They don't care about us, family. They don't care about us. They don't care about us, family. So I'm going to speak the way they need to be spoken, family. I'm going to speak a way that we ain't never heard no brother talking over here. Because, see, I'm from the hood, family. You understand me? I'm from the hood, homie. See, I took the bus. And I ain't talking about the yellow bus. I'm talking about the CTA bus to high school, homie. I was on the bus, family. I was on the bus, family. I had free lunch, family. You understand me? I am from the hood. Uh, you know, I was in here giving your boy the business today talking to my mama. And my mama said, President Obama can't relate to the hood, David. President Obama ain't from the hood, David. Why you mad at President Obama? He can't relate to where we from, David. You from the hood, David, and you representing the hood and you standing tall for the hood and you ain't with nowhere and you still here and you still fight for the president. Obama can't relate to that, David. Why you mad at David? And I reminded him. I said, what? She said, why you mad at Obama? And I said, you know what, mom? It ain't even about me being mad at him. I can't say I'm mad at him because I understand him. You understand what I'm saying? But the thing I got a problem with, you ain't about to exploit the people. You ain't about to act like you give a damn about the people and you don't give a damn about the people. I ain't going for that because I'm one of the people, homie. And you ain't going to piss in my face and tell me it's raining, G. It ain't going down like that, family. If that man wouldn't have been on the if he wouldn't have been on the, the campaign trail talking about the south side of Chicago, I wouldn't have nothing to say for Obama. If Obama just kept it political, did his thing, praise God. I don't know you niggas. Vote for me right on. But President Obama stood his ass up and he talked about like how he loved the South Side of Chicago, how he loved black folks. And this, that, that. See, y'all don't understand President Obama. I remember the game. I, I understand Barry. I understand Barry. See, you got to understand Barry, Barry, Barry. Barry gave an emotional speech one night at the Democratic Convention and the world caught lightning in a bottle. The only people that was unhappy about Obama's speech was Jesse Jackson Jr. If you don't know who Jesse Jackson Jr. just check, check over there and look at the dude. Uh, uh, I don't know. He, he probably just got locked up. The dude, the dude that's over there. And if you go in his closet, he got them fake Michael Jackson capes that he was giving to his white woman who he was having an affair with his wife on with. 
That's who Jesse Jackson Jr. is. Jesse Jackson Jr. was the only unhappy dude in the building that night because see Jesse Jackson Jr. acting like he was going to run for president. Nigga, you want to go run for president? You didn't even want to run for mayor of Chicago. You're too busy buying them Michael Jackson capes, the phony ones, for the white girl that you had a fell on your wife with. Praise God. Right? So, Obama gives this speech at the Democratic Convention and everybody foaming at the mouth about Barry. Right? Right? You know, you know, he caught, the world caught fire for him, man. You know, it was just unbelievable. And then he giving all these speeches. Hell, he can talk. He's articulate. Praise God. Right? And then he just talked about the South Side. All on the campaign trail. He talked about the South Side of Chicago. And then the South Side of Chicago. And da 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 South Side there. South Side there. He just act like he was down with the niggas. Black folks went on to vote 95% for him, y'all. Black people voted at a 95% clip for Barry. Black folks voted 95% for Barry. And what did Barry do? Did Barry write, write the first executive order specifically for black people? Hell no, he did. You know what Barry did? Barry wrote executive order 13555. I'm going to say it again. Barry wrote executive order 13555. Now, remember, I just said this. Black people voted for Barry at a 95% clip. What I'm saying is 95% of black people voted for Barack Obama. No other group of people voted as much for Barack Obama. So, what did Barry do? Barry, you think he did anything for those black people? You think that he did anything for them brothers and sisters that voted at 95% for him? Hell no. You know what Barry did? Barry went and created Executive Order 13555. That's 13555. And you know what that executive order is? It is the initiative for educational excellence for Hispanics. You heard me. You heard me said in the same sentence. 95% of black people voted for this man. 95. He's the first black president of the United States of America. And you know what he did? He wrote an executive order. 13555, which is the initiative to educational excellence for Hispanics. Yeah, I had to say it twice. So I wanted to make sure you heard that. That's what the first black president did. Yeah. Yeah. I know it don't sound right. I know it don't make no sense. I know you feel I'm lying. You know I'm feeling I'm out here hating. Because I've been coming at Barry's head. I've been coming at Barry's head. Hell, I don't even think black people need to call him President Obama. I'm going to be honest with you. He ain't did a damn thing for black people. He the first black president didn't do a damn thing for black people. Now, everybody else can call him President Obama. I know for damn sure the homosexuals going to call him President Obama. I know for damn sure the Hispanics going to call him President Obama. And the thing is, check the record, but Hispanics vote Republican more than Democrat. And look what he did for his people. His people. Because black people for damn sure ain't on Barry's people. Ain't nobody going to look me in the room and tell me Barry, Barry's down with black folks. How could he be? How can anybody in the room 
say that President Obama is for black people. I call you a lot of your face and in his face. And while I'm there, I ask good old Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, Barry. Why did you create executive 13555 that ensures that Hispanics get the best of education and you didn't do a damn thing for black people? I ask him that to his face. And when I meet him, I'm going to ask him that to his face. Let me hear that. Let me say that. I ain't going to be the cat all farming and trying to put a hickey on his neck, nigga. I'm going to look him in the face and say, man, why you ain't do nothing for black people, man? For real. Because I might not get that chance again. I might not ever get that chance again. I'm going to look that man. I'm going to shake his hand. And while I got that man hand in my hand, I'm going to look that man in his face. And I'm going to ask him, why didn't you do anything for black people? Damn it. You know, he stood in front of us. He told us, hey, man, you know, look, y'all. I'm, Hey, man, you know, hey, y'all. Hey, man, I'm everybody president. You know, I, it wouldn't be right. For me just to focus on y'all. Y'all my people. Y'all know we all good. I love y'all. Right? Right? And then what he do? When he get in there, y'all, he got in office in 2008. He got in office in 2008. In October of 2010, he, he passed this executive order for Hispanics. And then he got two more years of that term. And then he got another four years. And you remember black folks was like, hey, you know what? He, he want to get reelected. That's why he ain't going to do nothing for black people right now. Remember that? He going to do it this term. He going to do it his second term because they can't do nothing to him then. And he don't out the door. He going to take care of black folks. Anybody want to tell me what President Obama did for black people in his second term? I'll listen. Does anybody want to tell me what Barry did for black people in his second term? I got the answer for you, y'all. He did the same thing for black people specifically that he did for black people specifically in his first term. Not a damn thing. But yet I sit here in the city of Chicago right now. Presently, I'm in Chicago. And when I drive over here in High Park on Lakeshore Drive, there's always a traffic jam now because they building the Obama library which was public property, which wasn't supposed to go to anything private, but you know how they do for those they love. I want to know why President Obama had the gall to put his goddamn library in the middle of a black neighborhood. Ain't that ironic? Ain't that a smack in the face? I'd be like, nah, nigga, put the damn building down there by the University of Chicago. That's where you taught at. Right. Or take it to California and put it over there by Stanford. That's where you was president of the, of, the, of the student body. Right. Or put it in San Francisco. Hell, you the one that made it made um, um, gay marriage legal. All these people he done did something for, but he want to put his library up in the black neighborhood. Are we serious? Are we serious? Black people, not one of us to go up in that damn library. Don't tell me about how you want your kids to see it for what? What you want your kids to see? The picture of a man who didn't give a damn about his people? Oh, you want to take your kids in the building of the man that didn't give a damn about his people. Is that what we talking about around here, black people? Are we really, you know what? Hey, y'all, y'all take that abused victim garbage over there by yourself. I'm not in the room acting like, oh, it's okay. He at least he black. Hell no. Forget Obama. That's exactly what he did to black people when he got in the Oval Office. 
Are you kidding me right now, y'all? And we sit up here hero worshiping this brother. We hero worshiping this brother. And that brother didn't do a damn thing for us. That brother didn't do a damn thing for our education. I just, I I'm going to talk about it until I leave. There's a classroom full of black males right now across this country. There are classrooms full of black males that can't read. And instead of President Obama doing something for black people, something for black kids, that man passed an executive order that's going to take care of all Hispanics. And see, don't fall for the for the wordplay, y'all. Right. Because throughout the executive order, they talk about Hispanics of all ages. So it's not just the children they taking care of. It's the adults they taking care of, too, y'all. So that man passed one order that took care of all Hispanics. It's 52 million Hispanics in this country. And I'm going to raise my hand and ask how many of them are here legally. I don't give a fuck who get offended. Excuse my language. But I'm damn serious about this because, see, my people got screwed in this. Black people got screwed in this. Black people got screwed in this, y'all. Black people got taken advantage of. Black people got left at the altar. Black people got abandoned. Black people got left behind by the only black president in the history of this country. That man ain't do a damn thing for black people. I hope he can't sleep at night. I hope he can't sleep at night. Y'all sitting up here praying and foaming at the mouth. Let's pray that Barack Obama got so much conviction that he can't sleep at night. Y'all think I'm playing up in the game. I ain't going to call him no coon and all that foolishness. Let's pray that the first black president that didn't do anything. And when I say anything, I'm talking about a mere morsel. I didn't do anything for black people. Let's pray that God convicts him. To the point he can't sleep at night. I pray that he has the lowest attendance in any presidential library in the history. And you know, cats gonna come from all over the country. And black folks that live over there by that, that, that library, be careful, y'all, because they're gonna be trying to get y'all ass up out of there in a minute. They're gonna be trying to get y'all ass up out of there in a minute. They sitting up there and expanding the damn golf course over there. See, if you ain't from Chicago, you don't know this. They are expanding the golf course. They're going to be looking to get them brothers and sisters out of there in a minute. They're going to be looking to get those brothers and sisters out of there in a minute. Because Obama ain't black, y'all. He everybody president. You know, that's what I was saying. You know, I was talking about the great John Thompson. You know, he's the first black coach to win a national championship. He was coaching at Georgetown. Big John stood his stood himself up there. Um, R.I.P. John Thompson. You you were a great man. I appreciate you, family. Um, Big John stood up there and he was like, you know, man, what does it feel like, you know, to be the first black man to win a national championship? And Big John, I, I, I sure enough don't like that. He said he said I, I, I'll be happy today that I can just be recognized as a coach and not a black coach. Hey, let me tell y'all something, black folks. We black. We black before we anything, y'all. White folks have been conditioned to know that we in the room. White folks have been told about us. You know, it's foreigners that come over here and they talk about how people tell them don't go over in that black neighborhood. That's what they tell them. Don't go over there where the black people at. I'm talking about Africans. <laughs> this is what they telling Africans. This is what they tell people that come here. Don't go past in Chicago, y'all. There's a separation. That's the thing about Chicago. You can see the segregation line in Chicago, y'all. It's usually surrounding a train track, right? But in Chicago, 
We have uh, Roosevelt. I would say that Roosevelt. Am I right? Yeah, I would say Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, go a little bit further. I would say down by Reggie's. What's that street down there by Reggie's? I'm going to say Roosevelt, though. It started getting murky down there by Reggie's, though. But it's, I would say, you know what? No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 26th Street. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 26th Street. 26th Street in Chicago, right? 26th Street in Chicago is the beginning of the separate line. No, I wouldn't even say that. Because Daly, Daly is from, um, I'll say 35th. Yeah, I can say 35th. 35th Street is the cutoff in Chicago where black folks can stop. Black folks, you are not supposed to go beyond 35th Street in Chicago. And when I say they can't go beyond it, they can't live over there. Now, I lived over there, but I lived over like in the Chinatown area. You know what I'm saying? Chinatown, uh, you know, hell, I'm, I'm two, three foot, feet taller than all them cats. So, you know, they ain't going to try me like that. You understand? They're going to keep their eyes down and praise God. You understand? But 35th Street, you know, that's where Mayor Daly's from, that area. Like, I lived over that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, the library over there is Richard J. Richard J. Daly Library. That's, that's their neighborhood. That's that, that's that working Irish, working white man area right there. Right there. That's where all the fighter fighters live at. The police officers, they all up in there. They nooked up in there. They either live in there or they live west. I'm talking about firefighters and police officers. Right? So, in Chicago, family, it's very segregated. It's very segregated in Chicago. Dr. King said Chicago is the most segregated city he's ever been to. And this dude was living in the South. <laughs> You understand that, right? Chicago. 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 Did you hear Chicago come out Barry's mouth a whole lot while he was on the campaign train? That's all that man talked about was from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. But going back to it. So Barry didn't have any respect as far as the city leaders in Chicago. When Barry ran for um, president, he came and had to kiss the ring of Daddy Daly. Well, not Daddy Daly. The Daly that was mayor the majority of my life. The son Daly, right? He had to go kiss the ring. Now, now you're talking about somebody that don't give a damn about no niggas. That's Daly, right? And he was king of Chicago. You understand me? Daly is the longest tenured mayor in the history of Chicago. And you know who's the second longest tenured mayor in Chicago? His father. So the Daly's then ran this city. You hear me? Father and son, my goodness. Right? So Barry had to go kiss Daly's ring. Right? Like he needed him. But when he came to Chicago, and you know what Daly did? They didn't support Barack. They didn't even get down with Barack. But when he was running for president, he went and kissed the ring. You know what he had to do for Daly? He had to put Daly's oldest brother, William Daly. Check the record. He put him as his chief of staff. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Barack Obama's um, um, his, 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 his consultant, then one of them looked like me or you. There was a white man whispering in the ear, Barry. 
You remember him? Axelrod? He had the, uh, not Axelrod, excuse me. He had the bushy mustache. I got to get that brother's name for you. But he was a white dude. White man. White man. White man, right? So Barry had to put his team together, right? Because Barry came, he said a speech. He was a senator from Illinois, dog. He said a speech. He was fired up. He got the audience cheeked up. Next thing you know, the Democratic, Democratic Party wanted to jump behind him, right? So he had to go get a running mate, right? He had to get a running mate. He ain't go get a woman. Hell, he ain't get a black woman. He went and got a white man. And he ain't just go get any white man, y'all. He ain't just go get any white man, y'all. No, he ain't just go get any white man. He went and got Joseph Biden. He went and got Joseph Biden, the man who wrote the bill in 19, the 1994 crime bill that locked up three generations of black men. Three generations of black men, by the way, a Democratic president signed that bill too, Bill Clinton. And that's who y'all was saying was the first black president. Remember that? Because he played the saxophone on the late night TV show, had some sunglasses on. Y'all thought he was a nigga. Y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah, y'all did that. So he go gets Joseph Biden. He probably loved Joe because he Joe created that crime bill. Oh, Joe, you locking up niggas? Hell yeah. Come on, man. Let's go. Right? This is what your man did. Your man went and got a nigga hating vice president by the name of Joseph Biden. How you ever heard Biden talk about black people? Man, please. He referred to us. He talked about the jungle. I mean, man, this man was wide open. I'm talking about racism on the floor of Congress. That is Joseph Biden behind the mic talking about how I was going to kill his mama, kill his wife kill his children that's why he had to lock our ass up y'all don't remember that that's y'all fault because y'all don't do no research but that's all right that's why we got hood radio and that's why we gonna get a little bit more conscious that's why we gonna get a little bit more aware because if you look at my last episode president obama and executive order 13555 i read the whole damn executive order to you family i read the whole executive order to you because i know brothers and sisters some of y'all might not read it some of y'all might not read it, family, and y'all ain't going to want to believe. I know you ain't going to want to believe it. You ain't going to want to believe that the first black president of the United States of America did nothing for black people. Then he had the gall to sit up here and write Executive Order 13555, which states that initiative for educational excellence for Hispanics. But he going to pick Joseph, Bi Joseph Biden to be his vice president. That's what Barry did for us. That's what Barry did for us. Nobody on his staff looked like us. The only person that on his staff that looked like us that's still around is Van Jones. So that should tell you enough right there, right? That should tell you enough right there. Van Jones is a married man chilling. Why was Van Jones on stories with Kim Kardashian? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I was taught that where there's smoke, there's fire. That's what I was taught. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Something is burning. You know, hell, why Kim and Kardashian ain't talking about screwing LeBron? Why, why, why they name don't never come up? She love niggas. She love gay. She really loves some athletic niggas. Jesus Christ. You know, she loved brothers in entertainment. Your name just don't get thrown out there for stuff. 
Your name, your name just don't be out in the gossip pile. It just don't work like that. It just don't work like that. Hell, why they ain't say Kardashian slept with Bill Cosby? Hell, he like white women. That's what they around here telling me. They telling me he slipped a potion and they drank and next to you know her shirt on backwards. I mean, what, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I'll tell you what we're talking about. We're talking about Barry Barack Obama and Executive Order 13555. And we're also talking, and, and that's the executive order. That's the initiative for educational excellence for Hispanics, which was written by the first black president. Oh, okay. I know you'd be like, man, Mo, ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, you're right. Ain't nothing wrong for that man writing that executive order. Hell, he everybody president. I agree with that. But then behind that, then behind that family, he wrote nothing for black people. In eight years, in eight years, President, I'm sorry, Barry did nothing for black people. And he had eight years to do something. Barry Obama did nothing for black people in eight years. He had the highest job. He had the most authority in this country. And police was killing black folks. It, it seemed like police started killing black folks more when President Obama was in office. Do you remember it? Do you remember it? And Obama ain't say nothing. Obama ain't say nothing. Obama said more about them white kids getting killed than he said about black men getting killed by the police. Nothing. Well, you know what? President Obama is supposed to back, back the blue. You're right. I'm sorry. Hey, what did President Obama say to brothers? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. He didn't say one thing to black men. He didn't say one thing to black women. Well, hell, you got Michelle Obama for that. What she say to black women? What are we talking about? Oh, I know what else President Obama did. He said it was okay for men to put a wig on their head and some lipstick on their lips and go into the bathroom with my mama, my wife, my daughter. Remember that? See, I thought it was appalling that President Obama did that. Why? You know why I thought it was appalling? I'm asking the question, why are you putting my wife in danger? Why are you putting my daughter in danger? Michelle Obama ain't gonna never be in the bathroom with no man that's cross-dressing or a man that say he a woman. Ever. Ever. They daughters ain't gonna never be in no bathroom with no, no dude that got a wig on his head saying he a woman. Ever. Ever. You look me in the face and tell me that Michelle Obama is going to end up in the bathroom with a transgender. Look me in my face and say it. Look me in my face and say it. But it was okay for them to go in the bathroom with my wife. It's okay for them to go in the bathroom with my mama. It's okay for them to go in the bathroom with my daughter. And I'm not trying to sit up here and say that, oh, I'm trying to cast it, make them look like demons or nothing like that. But hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Just because you choose to do something don't mean everybody with it. And just because a man slaps a wig on his head and says that he's a female, that don't mean it's acceptable for them to go in the bathroom with my people. And that's not acceptable, acceptable for them to go into a bathroom with a, a, with a bunch of females and they're a man with a wig on his head. I don't care if he is trying to be a woman. That's the place for him to go. That's that. that, that our people got to be subject to that. My wife got to be subject to that. My daughter got to be subject to that. Why? Get them their own bathroom. And I say this here, and I'm going to say it every day if I need to. I'm letting everybody know right now. If there's a transgender thing and he about to go in the bathroom with my daughter, I'm going in the bathroom too. 
If a transgender think he going in the bathroom with my woman, my wife, my fiance, my mama, I'm going in the bathroom too. Because I'm responsible for that. They're down with the, the bathroom policy. They're my family. And I don't know what he'll do because that's odd. That's different. That's not normal, y'all. That's not normal. So I'm not going to act like that's normal. I'm not going to act like they're a demon either. But hey, man, I don't know. I don't know. So let me just, hey, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather apologize than, than cry. I'd rather say, you know what? I'm sorry for offending you. But man, my daughter was in there and I don't know what's up. I don't care what's up. All I know is that's odd and it make me feel uncomfortable and I'm her father and I'm supposed to respect her. So I'm just going to go in here and stand in here while you in here. Ain't nobody going to tell me I can't protect my family. I don't care what President Obama passed, period. But you look at everything. This man said it's okay for a man to put a wig on and go into a woman's bathroom. This man said that Hispanics should have excellent education. And eight years behind the most powerful position on this country, that man didn't do anything for black people. And if black people, you can't see that. And some of y'all don't want to see that because y'all so um, involved in hero worshiping that you can't call a spade a spade. Well, I, that ain't me. I'm not hero worshiping. I'm calling it like it is. And I'm sitting up here in this battle each and every day. I'm in these schools. I'm in these streets and I'm fighting for my people. And I'm sitting up here dealing with classrooms for the black males that can't read. And this man in 2010, um, two years in his pres two years into his presidency, he wrote an executive order for Hispanics to get the best in education. And in eight years, that brother didn't write a damn thing for black people. And I got a problem with that. And I got a problem with that. And if I'm the only one with a problem with that, praise God. I ain't got no problem with that. I ain't got to be the only, I, I ain't got a problem being the only one talking, homie. I ain't, I ain't got a problem with it at all. Because I'm here to let any cats know that if you think I'm lying, all you got to do is go to Hood Radio, President Obama, and Executive Order 13555. And I read that entire damn thing to you. So can't nobody in the room run and say, oh, it was this or it was that. Because they can say whatever they want to say. They can make every excuse they want to make up to him. But I'm here to tell you, family, that man had eight years to do something for the brothers and sisters. And he did nothing. Nothing. And that's not acceptable from where I'm from, family. And I'm not about to sit up here and act like he's something he's not. He ain't my hero. He ain't going to be no hero to my grandson. I don't give a damn what how they try to brag. He ain't going to be no hero to my grandson. My grandson going to know what the hell he is. My grandson going to know he a poser. My grandson going to know he ain't for black people. And I suggest you let your grandson know that. I suggest you let your daughter know that. I suggest you let your son know that. And you can feel the way you want to feel, brother and sister. And it can be enough for you that he's a black man. But guess what? That ain't enough for me. That ain't enough for me. That ain't enough for me. It ain't enough that he black. He ain't do a damn thing for black people. The one and only black president this country ever had in its history. And that individual did nothing for black people. And if you all right with that, praise God. That's your perspective. But more more is not going. And I'm going to say my piece. I'm going to say mine, family. I'm going to let it be known where I'm coming from with it. Ain't no shame in my game when it comes to it, brothers and sisters. Ain't no shame in my game. 
We got to be we got to stop being satisfied. People are black and we got to start seeing what people are doing and what they've done for black people. Period. We sitting up here letting this man build his library in Chicago. Black people wake y'all ass up. That man don't give a damn about us. Period. Period. Stop clapping for that man when he walk in the room. For what? Stop standing up when he walk into a room. For what? Because he black? That ain't enough. He ain't do a damn thing for black people in eight years. I will sit on my hands and sit on the lap of the next black person if I need to to make sure that nobody clap for this brother. Man, are you kidding me? What the hell are we clapping for him for? Because he black? Because he got good grades? Because he's articulate? Kiss my, my table with that. Family, he a brother. He's supposed to stand up and represent black people. 95% of black people voted for this man, and this man ain't do a damn thing in eight years for black people. And if you ask me, we should make the Democratic Party pay for that because we've been voting for Democrats for 58 years and look at the state of black people. And the reason that's happening because black people don't make nobody come with no plan. We for damn sure didn't make Obama give us no plan because Obama was black. We was coming off George W. Bush II and we just wanted some relief. And Obama was a relief. He was a side fresh air and we thought something different was going to happen. But brothers and sisters, the same thing happened with Barack Obama. What has been happening with the Democratic Party and black people from beginning of time, but beginning of the, of, the, of the time, not a damn thing. When you look back, um, the president, Lyndon B. Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act. Lyndon B. Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act and he told people in private that he going to have niggas voting Democrat for 200 years. This president that signed the Civil Rights Act talked about niggas, talked about how stupid we was. It, uh, he talked about how um, black people were now uppity because they had political muscle for the first time. And he wanted to take that political muscle and put it behind Democrats. So they came with the Civil Rights Act. He, he came with the Civil Rights Act of 1964, I want to say. And you know what he called it when he was talking to those Southern Democrats, the Dixiecrats? When he was talking to the Southern Dixiecrats, he called it the Negro Bill. See, LBJ would change his voice tone all depends on the, the racist he was talking to. When he, when he was talking to the Southern racist, the Dixiecrat, he called them Negros. He called us niggers. It's the nigger bill. When he was talking to the northern races, he called us niggers. This is out of the very mouth of the president that signed the Civil Rights Act. He called it the nigger and the nigger bill. And said he going to have niggers voting for Democrats for the next 200 years. So I didn't told you that. I didn't showed you that in history. And then we come fast forward to the first and only black president. In the United States of America, he had eight years and he didn't do a damn thing for black people. What makes President Obama different than Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ? You want to know what? <laughs> this is scary, y'all. Listen to this. You want to know what makes Lyndon B. Johnson different than Barack Obama? Even though Lyndon B. Johnson was a racist, um, he didn't respect black people. He called the bill a nigger bill. Lyndon B. Johnson did more for black people with his racist ass than Barry Barack Obama did. Because at least LBJ passed the Civil Rights Act. At least, even though it was the nigger bill, 
at least he passed. He did something for black folks. He, he got it on the books because history is going to record the fact that because, you know, when you talk about the fact that LBJ was calling black folks niggas and all that, you know, Pep would be like, oh, yeah, that's that happened. But that's so sad. That's such the past. Let's just move on. Right. And all history is going to remember is the Civil Rights Act. And the fact that LBJ was the president, that he signed it. That's what history going to remember. So LBJ is going to be remembered as the president that signed the Civil Rights Act. He got that on his record. And he was a known racist, right? A known racist signed the Civil Rights Act. A known racist. But then the only and first black president of this country had eight years and he did nothing for black people. Eight years and nothing for black people. The racist LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, the president that signed the Civil Rights Act, which he called the nigger bill, did more for black people than the first and only black president of this country. Now, when you think about that, and I'm talking about in eight years, y'all. And LBJ didn't have eight years. LBJ didn't have eight years, y'all. LBJ didn't have eight years, y'all. President Obama had eight years and he did nothing for black people. Nothing. Your grandma ain't going to want to talk about that. Your daddy ain't going to want to hear it. Your mama ain't going to want to hear it. But it is a fact that Barry Barack Obama had eight years and didn't do a damn thing for black people. But two years into his presidency, October 19, 2010, he wrote into law the executive order 13555 that said that it is the initiative of edu uh, excellent education for Hispanics. He did that in two years for Hispanics and didn't do anything for black people in eight years. And if y'all think that's cool, cool. I don't. And I'm going to stand on that. It's not enough that Barack Obama is black. Barack Obama failed the people. He failed black people. And the reason he failed black people, because he didn't even try to help black people. And when you're the first and only black president of the United States of America, and when, it look, when you, and history looks back, and history will see, that the first and only black president of this country did nothing for black people. The only question people going to ask is. What's up with that? Why didn't the first black president. Do anything for black people. In eight years. Peace. I'm your man Mo Morris the one man army and I want to say thank you for listening to. Hood Radio. I'm your man Mo Morris, the one man army, and thank you for listening to Hood Radio. Peace. What up, Chicago?